All right, Yuli. So I listened to your recording. I think everything's going good so far. We're going to do the same thing again today. I'm just going to leave you to it. One thing, if you could go back and just kind of explain how it is that you are still here, how it is that you survived. All right. All right. Okay. So on Sunday afternoon, my phone slipped from the pocket of my shorts as I jumped to touch the basketball net at the end of, the sh of my street. The phone slipped out and clattered to the ground as I was still in the air. When I picked it up, I saw the shattered screen. The phone never worked again, probably since I had ripped off the rubber cover after school one day because I got tired of how beat up and filthy it looked. It's just my mom and me, but I hadn't seen my mom since Monday morning, the day after my phone broke. And Monday night, I couldn't text her or call from my house since we no longer had a landline. I went two doors away to ask Teddy, a sixth grader, if he had heard anything. My parents are usually home by now, he said, obviously worried. Can I use your, can I use your phone, I asked. Sure, there's one in the kitchen, he said. I called my mother's work number, but she didn't answer. After four rings, her voicemail picked up, so I left a message to come home or call Teddy's house. And don't forget my cell phone's still broken, Mom. Goodbye. I love you. I went home and pretty much waited around for two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, checking on Teddy but afraid to walk around too far because of the bodies. Thursday afternoon, I went to flip on the lights in the kitchen and nothing happened. I walked into the living room and both bedrooms flipping on switches but got nothing. It felt weird. So I walked back through the kitchen and stepped outside. I walked around a few minutes, not knowing what to do until I realized I didn't hear a hum from all the traffic going by on Interstate 81, which is like two football fields from my house. I, des I decided then and there to walk to my mother's office to see if I could find her. It was about 20 miles away, so I packed for the trip, figuring I could do it in two days. A few days ago, it would have been an absolutely insane idea to walk 20 miles to find my mom at work, but I was so freaked out I couldn't stay at my house any longer without mom or electricity. Besides, she could be in trouble. But the biggest reason was when I looked over and saw about 50 turkey vultures hopping around and picking at two bodies on the sidewalk just a few houses down from mine. They say carrion birds never really left after the slaughter at Gettysburg, and I believe it because I've seen them circling before, way up in the sky like hundreds of hammerhead sharks. And if that wasn't enough, I knew it was time to go because I was getting some awful smells whenever I was downwind. I walked over to check on Teddy, not really knowing what I was going to tell him. He was sitting on a beanbag chair on the front porch of his house. He must have dragged the chair up from the basement and was sitting on it, barely coherent and obviously terrified. Hey, Teddy, I said as I came up the steps. He said nothing. What's up, Teddy? Still nothing. Will they come back? He blurted out, looking up suddenly. It freaked me out, and I kind of jumped back. I don't like surprises like that. Never have. I also don't like it when people freak out and go all spazzy. It's not helpful. But I calmed myself real quick when I saw him all pathetic, looking up at me for answers. I don't know, Teddy. I'm going to go see if my if I can find my mom. You're welcome to come with me. We can look for your parents, too. I don't know, he said, like he was considering it. We'll leave a note for them on the kitchen table, you know, in case they come back, I told him. I better stay here, he said sadly. Anyway, Mr. and Mrs. Graham across the street have been checking on me. They, Im they invited me over for lunch today, so I better go. Maybe you can come too. Mr. Graham was listening to his radio, and he said everything has stopped. Well, if everything has stopped, how come he can listen to radio broadcasts? 
I don't know. You can ask him, Teddy said, obviously trying to get me to come along. I packed for a hike, Teddy. I can't sleep in my house all alone again tonight. And I'm not staying in this neighborhood anymore. I'm going now. Say hello to the Grams for me. Teddy dropped his head and got real quiet again. I waited a few seconds before turning to go. I got to the sidewalk when he called out, Hey, Yuli. I turned around and looked at him. Mr. Graham said the guys on the radio said people were dying from their phones and computers. Something about the screens doing it. Whatever you do, don't look at a screen. I nodded, thinking he was full of baloney. But I didn't want to discourage the kid or sound ungrateful, so I waved at him. Thanks, Teddy. I'll do that. I turned and walked back towards my house to grab my backpack with everything I thought I'd need. Truth was, I had started dropping stuff in my backpack when my mom didn't come home on Monday. I walked through my house Tuesday and Wednesday over and over again, picking up anything I thought I needed and dropping it into the backpack. Once I got on the road, I realized how stupid I've been by not packing nearly enough stuff. By rights, I should be dead already from sheer ignorance and lack of preparation, but I'm still here, grateful to be alive. Truth is, I would have died already if it wasn't for Xavier.